Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Mummy Means Business, the podcast. Today I'm really, really excited to have um, a special guest. Obviously he's not it's not the usual guest that I would have. I usually have mums on the podcast, but today I have a dad. Um, I have a daddy of three. He's a Christian as well and a husband. He goes by the name of Twins Daddy and T on Instagram, where he blogs about all things fitness, um, fashion, and life as a proud father of twins and a little girl. So I'm really excited to have him today just to kind of share his you know his life open up a window to how his life is as a father um and yeah it'll be good to have him on the podcast but thank you so much Yusuf for joining us today thank you so much for having me it's, it's a pleasure to actually be on the podcast oh thank you really, thank really you. delighted <laughs> thank you thank you so um jumping straight into it how is fatherhood been for you because it's so funny the last time I saw you your wife was pregnant with your first daughter um and then now like it's not even been two years yet you have three (laughs) I know it just even jumping from one to three was it was a big shocker but to answer your question fatherhood has been challenging um mainly because you aspire to be a, a great dad you aspire to be many things so now living it in real life it's almost like you're constantly play weighing yourself up with where you desire to be as a father or what you deemed as an ideal father when you were growing up so you're always matching yourself up to that that role model per se um challenges wise it's just it's nothing can actually prepare you for for being a father to to being a father nothing can prepare you for that um it's challenging because you have to not only discipline but love at the same time you want to dis- you want to be firm enough so you're actually disciplining but you don't want to be too firm that this child doesn't sense the love in your upbringing but then you always remember that you need to raise that child up right otherwise there'll be many there'll be another person in society that isn't playing their part or being exactly what they should be because of the lack of good parenting yeah and you know what you said something really interesting when you mentioned you know you're almost in a battle with you know how your perception of how you wanted to be as a parent when you were young versus how you are now because even me like you know you have like an idea of the type of parent you'll be like I really thought I'll be a strict mum I thought I'll be like a super strict mum I thought I'll be like, oh my gosh, I beg my husband not to discipline my son. Like I beg, (laughs) I'm literally like, tell me off instead. Like, but I think it's a boy thing. Um, I think with mums and boys, they're just more protective. How is it having a girl first? Like, were you more reluctant to kind of be harsher on her or tell her off when she does something wrong? Because she's like your princess almost. No, <laughs> no. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm still pretty much the disciplinarian. Um. However, um. Don't get me wrong. Like Julia can be can lay down the law when she needs to. But nine times out of ten, um. I think because women are more nurturing, they their angle is a lot different when it comes to discipline. Whereas, and obviously because of the differences between man and woman, we're pretty much a a bit more to the point. And don't do that don't do that whereas my wife is more so oh don't do that because of this yeah it's dangerous or you don't want to do this you want to do that so um yeah um the dynamics is 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 pretty much the same 
but now you have three now you have you had twins um congratulations um you have beautiful twin um boy and girl they're fraternal twins um did you always want to have like a big family because three i think three is a big family like i have i have one on the way and i think two is enough <laughs> it's, so is having like three kids or you know a big family something that you've always desired initially it was actually and to, not to shock you but initially i wanted seven kids Imagine. um i remember yeah, <laughs> you know, when guys say it, I always think like, is you're saying seven kids, like, is you that's going to be carrying yeah, these seven no, kids? <laughs> technically, it takes two, in it? So yeah. I play a role. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I, I would say, I yeah, initially I wanted seven kids. Um, so I used to joke about it in uni, even when um Julia and I met. So she kind of already knew that I always wanted seven kids. Obviously, she'll say, okay, yeah, not me and you, but yeah, seven was the initial number. I wanted twins triplets a boy and a girl in that order um and I had it revised down to a d and then obviously you grow up and then my five my seven decreased to five and then from five one day I was just like I want two I want two I want two I want a boy and a girl and then I'm done so even when we had our first Talia I was just expecting just to have another one and then just like that we went from a family of three to a family of five so you just wanted one more and then they were like God said ha 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 and he gave you two <laughs> it gave me two and the thing is Julia and I were talking the other day and she was just like Yusuf like I think I think God is honoring your first prayer it's and true. I was like no nah. I said no 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 I said God I repent I repent <laughs> because you never know in a few years, she can have triplets. That's what you wanted, right? <laughs> oh, man, no. Do you know what? I, I, hats off to parents that have triplets because life with twins is not easy. It's not easy at all. It's crazy because I was talking to a mum of six and she said, because I was like, how do you do it? Because I think she was those women that every time you saw her, she was pregnant. Like you never ever didn't see her without like not being pregnant. But she said, once you have the second all the kids after it becomes really easy like it just kind of they all kind of just fit in fit in fit in and I'm like yeah obviously you say that but not for my body but definitely not me I wanted like five kids maybe when I was and even with my husband I said to him if you give me one child you give me two because I wanted my kids back to back I didn't want to be I didn't want to like get my life back and get my mentality back and just you know be 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 comfortable with who I am and then have get pregnant and have a baby again and go back to that kind of pregnancy waking up in the morning all that stuff so even now when I was pregnant my second one because I saw on your Instagram I'll never forget I saw your Instagram when Julia popped the balloon and I saw two balloons I saw one blue and one pink I said yay I asked the doctor I said doctor how many babies is in my belly just tell me I don't even want to know like <laughs> Just tell me how many, how many she said one. I said, praise God, praise God, praise God. Because it's so easy to say it, but once you're actually living it, it's something else. It's it's totally different. And the thing is, when before we went to actually have a scan in the hospital, Julia already had an inkling that it was twins. And she kept on saying, Ah, oh, I think it's multiples, I think it's multiples. And I was just like, Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. We'll see in it. And then we got there and it turned out to be twins. And she all she always had the hunch. But then when we found out, like when the sonographer actually said, Okay, yeah, you guys are expecting twins, it was like, What? 
Say that again. <laughs> the thing is, even throughout the, the duration of her pregnancy, randomly we'll be in the house. I could be ironing, she could be cooking or something, and she'll say, oh, my gosh, she said we're having twins. And I'll be like, oh, my gosh, babe, we're having twins. So it, it's, it, it never actually fully sunk in, never actually fully sunk in until, and even on the day when they were born, it's like, oh, my days, we're having twins. We've got twins. <laughs> Oh, well, what's the dynamic like now in your house? Because you're out outnumbered now. You have three girls with your wife to, you know, just one boy or just two boys, with, with including you. Um, the dynamic. I don't feel like we. I feel the shift as such yet. Maybe because Talia is still young and the babies are still young. Yeah, we're still outnumbered, but we're still we're still kind of in control, and hopefully we'll stay yeah. in control. Um the the blessing is one one we're, nur- we're nourishing the twins but we're actually watching talia grow as well and as she's growing her personality is coming through and she's the most caring oldest sibling you could ever have dreamed for so far anyways she's not she she doesn't she there's not really no envy or anything well she hasn't displayed it yet anyways um when she comes into her room she says baby she's looking for each twin if she looks for one she's looking for the other mm. if they're crying she'll come to you and say crying and you obviously if you see that she's not crying that you know she's just talking about the twins um if they're crying she'll try and put their dummy in she's just really really hands-on with them if they're crying she'll try and carry them and we're like oh no Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, when she's playing games with toys and she's feeding mommy and she's feeding daddy, she wants to feed Genesis. She wants to feed Noah. And we're like, babe, their mouths are too small, first Aww. of all. And secondly, they're not as strong as you. So um, the dynamics is pretty much child focused at the moment. Yeah. Um, but it isn't overwhelming sometimes. Well, it's overwhelming sometimes, but not all the time. Well, that's something you're nervous about, like how she will react to, especially bringing home not just one baby, but two babies. Because obviously a lot of children who have been used to being by themselves sometimes go through, you know, the jealous kind of envy phase, like you mentioned. Was that something that you were anxious about before bringing the twins home? It, it definitely was, um, especially because um, a lot of people unknowingly tend to be a bit negative when they hear you're having twins obviously there's the excitement oh oh my gosh you're having twins but nine times out of ten they're like oh my days I wouldn't want to be you or um uh good luck on your first one your first one's gonna wild out rather than them making an opportunity to be like okay do this and this and this and this so your child doesn't feel left out it's more so I wouldn't want to be you oh thank god it's not me kind of thing so um Julia and I were very very much in the moment and we wanted to make sure that in nothing that we did did Talia feel left out so um we bought her toys whenever we were buying toys for the twins we bought her um a toy for when the twins were born and we said this is for the twins they got you this um what else did we do we just made her very involved in the process so that she felt a part of the process as a part as opposed to on my days it was only me and now there's two new babies kind of thing we got her books that talked about being an older sister we got her books that showed older kids interacting with babies and it just kind of just kind of geared her up for the moment so when she saw them don't get me wrong when she saw them she was a bit like okay why are you guys crying like she was looking at them like why are you cry- why are you crying <laughs> first of all and secondly like 
okay, you've got that, you're in that hand and you're in that hand. So where am I supposed to sit kind of thing? Um, and it was just pretty much just keeping her close in the process so she felt a part of it because sibling rivalry is very, 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 very real. And you just have to just try and make sure you eliminate that as early as possible and make sure that they understand that they're a part of the love as opposed to they have a little section in your heart that they get access to here and there. Yeah. Do you know what? That's actually really good for me to hear because this is something that I'm going to be experiencing in the next few months. I have a girl come in and even now, my thank you, my son Xavier, he he can kind of tell that my belly's getting bigger. So like he likes to jump on my belly now. Like he wants to jump on my belly or he'll hit my belly or he's now becoming a lot um, more moany and like crying and needy. But he just wants mummy rather than daddy. So um, it's something that probably I need to start implementing now, actually, because before you know it, this baby will just come and then he will just be looking at me like, you didn't even warn me or prepare me. <laughs> I tell you. Another thing you can do is get Xavier to talk to your tummy and say, oh, say hello to baby, say hello to baby. Um, so they have that interaction, even though yeah. obviously baby's not responding yet, but they have that interaction before the baby actually comes. Say hello to baby, or baby saying good morning, baby saying good night kind of thing. And there, there's that level of interaction. So when baby comes and you're like, look, this was the baby that was inside. That it's just like, oh, so yeah. yeah, that you're saying hello to. Yeah, that's good. That's I'm gonna, you know what, from this podcast, I'm gonna go and do it. Because <laughs> this kid needs to, because I already know that my son's definitely gonna have that envy or like that needy or that, yeah. Oh my gosh. He's, no, do you know what? You'll be surprised. He's actually a daddy's boy, but he just gets so jealous if you, if me and my husband hold any other children. If we hold any other children or hug any other children or just say hi to any other children, like he really gets annoyed. But he loves kids himself like he loves other kids but he just doesn't want us to love kids the way we love him basically which is yeah Um, yeah it's true it's true uh but how was it how did the dynamic of having you know now you have three kids how has that changed your relationship with your wife um obviously you must she's julia's a warrior she's because she had three kids in the space of two years yeah yeah basically and she still looks amazing she's still doing like you wouldn't even know that she's even popped these kids out so like how has that made you kind of see her in a different way like how is that relation how's that dynamic changed in your um in your marriage um so it to okay how i see her let me answer that first so initially after the first child i was just like on my days women are superheroes it's like, I don't know how you do it. Da, 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 da. And then after the birth of the twins, like Julia's bounce back from the birth of the twins was a lot quicker than the birth of Talia. She had the twins and like 15, 20 minutes later, she was standing up and walking to her ward that she was going to be. And it's just like, oh my days, how are you moving so quickly? How are, is everything moving so swiftly? How are you so strong? How are you so maybe it's because you've done it maybe it's because women have done it before there's that level of determination you know how it goes and you just pretty much want to get back on your feet and get back into a routine because obviously when you're in your house and you have when you're in a um, hospital sorry and you have these nurses coming in and out you you don't really feel like you have control and maybe when you're in your setting your home you don't feel like okay cool I can get on with this maybe that was her mindset in the time um but yeah um I feel like 
that even made me even see her even more, like, made me acknowledge more of her strength. Not that I didn't acknowledge her strength before, but it just made me see a new dynamic, a new level to the strength that she had. Um, and it was nice to, because you know how you can tell some people some people that you're very strong, you're very determined, you're very willed, um, you're very strong-willed, um, but if they don't see that and if they don't act on that, it's, you're a bit like, oh, I wish you could see what I see. But to see her acting in her power, in her strength, in her strong, strong, in her strength, it was like, okay, wow, this is amazing. Um, let's keep on pushing. Um, Dynamics-wise in our marriage, I would say it's, it's highlighted that you just have to be more intentional. Like you have to be so much more intentional, um, mainly because obviously you have the twins who are either crying at the same time or crying one after the other, like one after the other continuously or one is fussing. But at the same time, you're dealing with the twins and you have to manage the toddler who wants to climb into the washing machine or who is eating makeup (laughs) or (laughs) or who is doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Um, So you have to be more alert. um, And because everything is happening at the same time, you can get lost in it just being about the kids. So you just have to be intentional. Um, One of the things that um, we did was we got Talia back into a sleep routine um so essentially we start preparing for bedtime around about five six and she's asleep by seven which means that from seven onwards that's adult time Mm -hmm. yes the twins are still awake and they'll still feed her and there but technically talia is down and she doesn't wake up until the next morning so she's down and that's our time to bond boss joke and sometimes it doesn't even necessarily have to be something deep like you saying oh look into my eyes how have you been feeling it could just be you're both chilling you're both even on Instagram self, you're saying, oh, my days, check this out, oh, my days, mm, check this yeah. out. But it's that, just that moment to kind of just have a bit of Rusa and just kind of just bounce off of each other's energy, really. Um, but if you're not, if you don't try and put that in place, you'll just, you'll just get lost. You'll get lost in it all. Yeah, but you know, that's, that's, that's the most important thing as well. Um, and that's something that we even learn from once we put my son into like a good sleeping pattern you just we had so much time to ourselves like that whole like seven to eleven period it might seem short but it just it it seems long because it's like you don't have to worry about a child don't have to worry about a crying child you don't have to worry about changing nappies you don't have to be like okay you take him let me go to the toilet or let me cook or whatever it's just you and your partner and you can still have that bonding time and it's really important to do it regularly like before when um my son used to sleep in our room we got literally he got so used to just us being around constantly that when it was his time to go to sleep we would just go to sleep and he would just climb in our bed and then it'll be just us and it's like we never had that yeah for us. it was just me Dio and Xavier me Dio and Xavier and you know it's it's even nice to hear it now that you know even with your even now you have newborns that the, 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 the dynamic hasn't changed that you kind of have to keep be consistent and put and still have some alone time with your partner to kind of keep sane almost <laughs> and and not just talk about no, it, it, for real now it's one of those things it's like okay even let's say because i my um, work pattern in ensures that i have some days off sometimes during the week um, and i don't work weekends so it's just like if we've been at home and i've put talia through her through her paces we've done painting we've done 
um, we've done a, quite a few things and it's just like, okay, cool. Okay, six o'clock, you are coming, you are coming, you are coming. <laughs> then six o'clock comes, okay, oh yeah, eat. Okay, cool. Come on, bath. Let's read yeah. our story. Let's mm-hmm. read. Okay, we've prayed. Okay, cool. Nanai. And then it's just like, ah. Literally, the relief. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Oh gosh, uh, but you mentioned now that you you know you work. Uh, obviously, you're you're a key worker, and we're going through a crazy time right now with COVID nineteen. Um, how do you feel like any dad guilt going to work, especially during this like crazy times, or even in general, like when you were going to work before this madness happened? Do you ever feel guilty leaving like your kids? Because I know mums have this mum guilt, um, especially returning back to work after maternity leave. Yeah, definitely. I feel mum guilt, dad guilt, husband guilt, spousal guilt, all kinds of guilt. Because, um, like you said, like I'm a radiographer, so I work frontline, and it's it's crazy, especially because nine times out of ten, a lot of the management don't really know what they're doing, and obviously that's only because the government is changing guidelines here and there or something is new or something is changing something is adapting um and so far I can't lie it feels like we haven't actually been the priority fair enough people are getting sick but we are the people that are looking after these sick people and I don't feel like we are being prioritized in this process um I feel like the focus is on is on patients the focus is on patients, but it's not on us. We don't have the uh, the equipment and stuff that we need. Um, so that makes us anxious. Well, made, made, made me anxious. Um, I would co- come home, watch the news, seeing these different people dying, saying this is not enough, or this is happening here, or this is happening there. A doctor has died, a nurse has died. We are, being on, we are on the front line. We're not being tested. Um, and it's like, okay, GPs have closed. My twins haven't had their immunizations i'm coming out on the front line going on trains um coming to work and i'm not going to be tested and by the time i do potentially start showing symptoms if i show symptoms i will have already given it to my wife and my kids it's just like the it's, it's it was worrying until a point where i was actually considering taking unpaid leave just so i could wait until everything died down but obviously in the in the kind of society we have and the fact that they don't actually know when things are going to rectify is taking unpaid leave really the best route so as as a man trying to provide you're balancing all these different factors all these different things in your head um and then it's coming back home and then talia runs to the door to greet me like she always does but then having to not ignore her but say hi but at the same time try and avoid her so I can quickly take a shower freshen up and then come down and then greet everybody properly um and it's just not wanting the family to feel neglected and knowing that they they're more important than my job but at the same time knowing that a job the job still carries a level of importance because that's what's paying your bills and keeping clothes on everybody's back but yeah it's, it's been a very trying time but we we, we stay faithful 
Yeah, but you know, it's crazy to hear it from someone who's in the front line because even like my mum's a nurse as well and my mum has underlying health issues and she's literally on the ward constantly looking after, you know, COVID patients. That's her role. Like everyone on her ward has coronavirus. And I so, I so badly want to be like, like, you know, as a, as a child, you just want to be like, oh God, just bless me financially that I can just pay her bills so that she doesn't have to go to work. And the same thing for my mother-in-law, exactly the same thing. Cause she works in the hospital looking after patients as well. And it's like, you don't want it to be you. <laughs> you don't want it to be now is your family that is, this is happening to because yeah. they're doing that. They're, they're kind of responding to the call, doing their best to help all these patients, but they're not getting the help and the responses themselves and you see on instagram like doctors coming from home i mean coming from work coming home and their kids running to them and like they're almost in tears because they can't give their kids the love or the affection straight away they have to like what you said kind of take off their clothes wash it have a have a wash before they can hug or kiss their wife or hug their children so it's a crazy time but it would definitely keep you keep you and your family in prayer man i'll definitely keep yeah. that in prayer but yeah, on a lighter note, <laughs> you're very hands-on dad. <laughs> you know, you're very hands-on dad. I see you all the time exercising with your twins and your daughter's getting involved. Or like you read to her. They, they just interrupt, they, to be okay. honest. They just interrupt my work. <laughs> they just interrupt my workout. So you don't want them, to, you're trying to do it by yourself, but they're like, no, no. <laughs> Well, that's the life of being a father now. You can't do anything exactly. by anymore, anymore. No, no, no. Exactly. I can't. You can't even eat Harry Bird by yourself. No. Oh All my the, god. You can't do anything by yourself anymore. Do, do you know the rapper? I don't know. There's something about kids' ears that is so sharp to rappers. When they hear anything that has that rapper like sound, all of a sudden their head is up. Like, okay, what are you eating? What are you eating? What are you eating? Trust me, they move. They, they hear something and they look at you like, so what you got for me? Yeah, literally. So, and then my daughter will literally just stand there and watch you like, okay, when you're ready, you'll bring it out in it. Uh, oh, well, my, your daughter is even good. My my son says, it comes to me, says, mama, 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 takes me to the kitchen and points to the cupboard where all the biscuits are. Says, that's oh, yeah, what she I does want. that now as well. That's, that's what I want. Ah, it's too much. But yeah, but what would you say is the best parenting advice or like tip that you've ever received? I know that's like a massive question because even I'm thinking like, I don't even know what the best. I think it sounds cliche. I think it sounds cliche, but I would say um, one that I heard quite a bit was enjoy the moment. Um, And at the time when your child has colic and is crying through the night or they have cradle cap and you don't want their hair to fall out or they're crying and you don't really know the dynamics of how to handle a baby, you're stressing, um, there's a potential that um, that so many things could go wrong, you don't know whether you're doing it right. In the moment, it, someone's telling you, enjoy the moment, you're like, which kind of foolish moment you're, are you telling me to enjoy? Like, are you for real? Like, I'm stressing out and you're telling me to enjoy the moment. But the thing is, it's, it's really a this too shall pass moment because mm. it really, really goes very, very quickly. Like, my daughter is going to be two at the end of this, well, in in November. And it's like, what? Already? Like, just the other day, we came home from the hospital and they were like, she was like, with two weeks, about in about two weeks, she started talking and making sounds. It was like, oh my days, is, is it normal for them to be making noise this early? It's like, and then before you knew it, she was six months. Before you knew it, she was eight months and she was a year old. Like, it really goes very very quickly another thing I'll say is just take pictures take videos because 
those are the things you look back on. I think that's the best parenting advice I've got. And you know, that's actually the best parenting advice full stop because I have the same thing with my son. Some Sometimes me and my husband don't even remember life of when he was a baby. Like we fully don't even remember like what we were doing when he was a newborn. We don't remember, I don't remember the sleepless nights anymore or like mm-hmm. the, the call. I don't remember any of that, but I know it happened, but it's like my brain yeah. is, like, I can't go back to it. And even like, we don't even remember life with, when I was pregnant with my first son. Like all of that goes so quickly and the same, yeah. like my son's going to be two at the end of the year. And it's crazy to even think like even watching him develop, watching him say new words or watching him even learn how to like climb onto the sofa or seeing him like jumping and smiling when he hears certain songs. It's just thinking like, oh my gosh, you have, <laughs> before you know it, they'll be 18 and they'll leave you. <laughs> Trust me, like you're busting one to me, just like doing, busting, learning new words. Um, like I remember the first time I, w- I turned off, I think we went to church and she had just stayed the night at her grandma's. So when we went to church and they turned the lights down, you know how they turned the lights down to make the announcement? Yeah. She registered that as bedtime. So she said, nanai, and everybody <laughs> started laughing. And it's like, they grow up so quickly, learning all these new words and just seeing their character come through. It's just amazing. And if you don't document that and you don't enjoy the moment, and you're just fixated on so many other stuff, you'd be surprised that you'll have missed a lot by the time you actually come round to it. Yeah, yeah. I think from the moment my son was born till now, all the pictures I have on my phone is of him. Like, I have thousands of pictures Are you of one him of those videos. obsessive moms that take, like, bare pictures? Do you know what? It's not even that I'm obsessive. It's kind of like what you said. You know when you're on the train or, like, when you're at work or when you're not around them, you know, people scroll on Instagram. I just look at all their baby pictures and videos and, like, just smile and stuff. So I I almost want to have all of this stages documented so that I don't, like, I don't forget. So when I'm forgetting, oh, I don't remember when he was this small, I can actually go back to when he was six months and look at that video and be like, oh, okay, I remember. But my son is, my dad, I'm sorry, not my son, my husband is definitely an obsessive video picturer, taker. <laughs> he has it ready for every everything, anything that that boy does. So when he's climbing up the stairs, it will be recording, but I love it. Oh, but yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been great having you. It's even been educational for me. I Sometimes I forget I'm having another child or I need to start thinking ahead, like what you're doing. I'm gonna get books of him being a big brother, start teaching him to talk to the baby. But yeah, it's been so great having you. Um, oh, thank you for yeah. having me, it's been delightful. Of course. And thank you all for listening to the podcast. Um, You can access it on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Podbean and on Apple Podcasts. Um, Remember to subscribe so you can get a notification anytime a new episode is released. Um, And yeah, thank you all. Speak to you soon. Bye.